You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to I'll Hang Up and Listen. Sabres drop one. Six to five in overtime. Steven Stamkos, the captain, one of the greatest players in Tampa Bay's franchise's history, ties it and wins it. I believe he scored the tying goal or one of the two goals that led to the tying goal. Um, and the winner in overtime. Um, inexcusable loss. Uh, let's get down to the brass tacks it. You can use all the buzzwords in the post game as you want. You know, we'll grow from this. It's a young team. Blah, 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 blah. That's an inexcusable loss. You allowed Tampa Bay three goals on four power play attempts. You only drew one penalty on your own. You went 0 for 1. And your goalie had a 740 save percentage tonight. Now, am I putting this game on Uka Pakalukin? No, I'm not. But he certainly didn't play good enough for them to win, uh, in my opinion. Um, I noticed that about halfway into the game, I thought he was like a second, a half a second behind some of the play in the defensive zone. It was really bugging me. I was like, is something up with him tonight? Because he does not look the same goalie from a few, from just a few a few games ago. Um, uh, case in point, that first goal on Stamkos. You need either Akposo or Samuelson to step up there. Neither do. They let – or I'm sorry, uh, Stamkos. Uh, Braden points, first goal. Stand your man up as he comes in. That. Stand him up. You didn't. You didn't play physical there. You kept allowing Tampa Bay forwards to come to the net. Sure, Rasmus Dahlin had a nice moment that had led to a scrum where, you know, you got through a guy who took liberties. It's not always about a guy who takes too many whacks at your goalie. You allow these players to come to the paint uncontested. It happened multiple times tonight. Braden Point and Steven Stamkos, two huge goals that you gave up at the beginning of the game and at the end of the third period. That cannot happen. You have to play physical in front of your own net. Um, Yoki Haru, uh, again, I believe it was the, one of the Stamkos goals at the end of the third. Um, he literally cut, cuts to the front of the net. Yoki Haru's there. Put your body into him. If you put your body into him, you just stand your man up there, that goal doesn't happen. But you didn't do it, and you allowed you allowed Tampa to have their way with you in front of your own net, and they score. Like, you lost that game on special teams, and you lost that game just playing soft in front of your own net. It's plain and simple. That's how you lost tonight. Sad, I know, but, you know, we got to move on from this. Um, it just really is... Really, really is frustrating, um, to say the least. And uh, I just, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, you definitely played good enough to win tonight, that's for sure. I mean, 
you know, uh, Brian Elliott's been essentially, uh, you know, Thanos to this organization for how long now? You can't score on the guy. You can't beat the guy. You put five by him tonight. And, like, Tage Thompson with a highlight real goal. Jeff Skinner with a turnaround shot that had literally the size of a puck to get over Brian Elliott's shoulder. And it did. From, like, the face-off dot. Like, in many ways, Brian Elliott played worse than uh, Uka Pekalukkanen. And you still lost. So, very, very inexcusable, uh, you know, lost night for the Buffalo Sabres. Um, very disappointed um, in the defensive zone play. I am so done. You know, Casey Middlestat's good for, uh, you know, something, you know, a moment here or there. But that Asplund, Olofsson, Middlestat line, it, it just seemed like they were pinned in their own end almost the entire game. And that, that line just has to go. They have to figure something else out there. Loved everything I saw from Tyson Yost tonight, even though uh, I guess the penalty killing prowess uh, wasn't all quite there. Um, but at the same time, Tampa Bay has one of the deadliest power plays in the league, I would say, over the last 10 seasons. Um, Kucherov, Stamko, Sergachev, Victor Hedman, Braden Point. Just, you know, that right there, those five players right there just, just are unbelievable. You know, Brendan Hagel, you know, former Buffalo Sabre Brendan Hagel. Um, just top to bottom, the depth on that team is incredible. They are the absolute blueprint and how you want to build a hockey team. And they're going to, they're definitely going to push to make, make the finals out of the East again this season. No doubt, no doubt about it. So we'll get to a few comments here before we really get into the, the, the nitty gritty, the thick of things, uh, here in the peanut gallery and sure as shit, there's Mauricio. Uh, UPL, unreliable, like I said, overhyped, overrated, mediocre goaltending. He's always down in the crouch, leaving holes in the upper regions. When is this team going to have a number one goalie? I'm not going to say, again, I'm not going to blame tonight on UPL, but I do agree. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, as a goalie, you know, when you tra- when you track a puck, it's always heads, hands, feet, or, you know, you know, he- you know, you lead with your head, you, and everything else comes with you, right? And you lead with your head, shoulders come with you. I'm in a swivel chair, so it makes it a little easier. Lead with your head, shoulders, feet. And that's how you track a puck. He wasn't really doing that consistently tonight. That's why I think he felt like he was like a kind of a half a second behind some of the plays. Um, that one power, I want, I can't remember if it was a power play goal. I think it was their second goal of the game. Um Again, it's a tough save to make regardless. But I just thought he didn't wasn't even over. I, th- I thought personally that UPL had time to get over, um, and he wasn't there. He, even if he does get over there, good chance that puck still goes in. But he didn't put himself in the best position to make that save. Um, I mean, Kucherov's cannon on the power play. I mean, that is one of the toughest shots in the league to stop from that spot. Um, we, we hype Olafson from that spot on the power play. Kucherov is even deadlier. And, um, again, I also thought he had plenty of time to get over and he didn't. Um, I just, uh, again, chances are that puck still goes in the nut, but in the same breath, you know, you got to put yourself in the best position to make that save. It's not like it was a quick, a real quick pass. You know, he had time to read that play, track it, and get over. Again, chances are maybe it still goes in. But I digress. 
Penalty killing unit is a disaster. Hot garbage dumpster fire. Where is the coaching to develop consistent penalty killing unit is unreliable and regressing. 100% agree. Dwayne, two losses in a row. Another losing streak. Here we go again. Same old savers finding ways to lose. Lack of talent. Poor coaching behind. Out hit 28-5. to five. Poor goaltending. No killer instinct. Yeah, they were. The, the physical play was definitely heavily in their favor. But I thought offensively we did outplay them in a lot of areas. Um, I thought we definitely did have more high, high, you know, high danger scoring chances. But uh, you didn't beat them where it counts on the scoreboard. You gave up too many special teams opportunities. You didn't capitalize on your one uh, power play, and uh, you gave them four power plays, and they scorched you on three. So, you know, that's you know against a team like Tampa, it's imperative to win the special teams battle against them. Because you give them five, I would say against any team in this league, you give that unit, that top unit, five power play opportunities, they're probably scoring at least twice. You know, that's how good that unit is. It, it just it, damn near unstoppable sometimes. Um, Coach Granado should should have reset, refocused team after five to four. That's effective coaching. What do you expect from AHL head coach with AHL staff? Always on the cheap excuses, excuses, another way to lose. Um, I personally think Donnie is an AHL coach. I think he's a good NHL coach. Um, I do, however, think he does need a stronger staff. I don't think Matt Ellis and company are, you know, hacking it anymore. Um, I think you have an up-and-coming guy like Michael Pekka down in Rochester, who I think would uh, – this team could benefit a lot. I've been saying it now for a few weeks. Uh, I, I hope at some point he gets a sniff up on the Buffalo's bench, personally. Learning from losses, same old story, same here's slowing leads. Ah, uh, God, I get it. Every one of these is Marisa. Too many mental mistakes, power penalty. Yeah, you know, I hate I hate the delay of game penalty there. It, it sucks. It's never benefited Buffalo historically. Uh, you know, if you know, you know, uh, back in the day of Ryan Miller. Um, it definitely, uh, it definitely, definitely, definitely doesn't normally ever benefit Buffalo. But uh, again, you know. What can you do? That's a t- that's a tough one to take, especially that late in the game. Defeat from the jaws of victory. Yep, Matt definitely pulled. You know, definitely from the jaws of victory. You had a two goal lead late in the game. You blew it. Uh, Sabers and Rangers spiraling. We know who runs New York. Yeah, the Islanders. This coming from the guy who was literally ready to burn all of his Islanders gear before the season started. Now he's on cloud nine. You love to see it, Dewey. Where are you when the team sucks? Nowhere to be found, bud. Yeah. UPL needs to learn from the learn to make a big save. Agreed. I, I definitely agree. Uh, you have games like, you know, you guys first win of the season played very well, made huge saves um, tonight. You needed, you needed him to bail you out and he didn't. So still not trying guys up in front of the net, tying guys up in front of the net, not playing physically in our own zone. UPL did what he could tonight. Offense was good. Just still poor defensively. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not blaming this on UPL tonight. It would have nice to maybe get two saves there, uh, especially for me on that second goal. Um, it's still a tough save to make, but I thought he was a little bit slower getting over. Um, the first goal, he just – I think he got caught down, going down way too early, especially if you have Braden Point pushing to the net. He's not getting stood up, you know, tied up well enough by Akposa, really showing his, his lack of speed there, uh, you know, lack of urgency. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. And then you also had Samuelson on that play too. Could have could could have engaged in Braden Point and try to get physical there. 
but you allowed a guy to just to force his way to the front of the net and make a play there to get by UPL. Again, inexcusable play in front of your own net tonight. Uh, it's sad. Um, penalties killed us, and if we don't take those penalties, it's on entirely. It's an entirely different game. 100% agree. You lost the special teams battle. Against teams like Tampa, Boston, you know, to a certain extent, Washington, the Golden Knights, you have these teams with so much high-end offensive talent and talent on their blue line who will make you pay anytime you take a penalty. Like, that unit is unbelievable in Tampa Bay. Same thing with the Panthers. They have an unbelievable power play unit there. You're going to take four penalties against that. Guess what? They're going to pay you at the bare minimum one to two times every single time. I said I said it a few minutes ago. You give that unit five five power play opportunities. They're scoring a minimum twice, and you know I'd be willing if I was a betting man. I I I'd bet on it hundred percent. Um, but again, I I digress. I I don't know really what else to say. Um, this isn't a learning experience. You have to win. You have to win that game. It's inexcusable to lose that game. I don't care who it is out there that you're playing. You need to stay out of the box. You need to play disciplined defensive hockey, and you need to not leave your goalie out to dry. And you also need your goalie to, to bail you out here or there, and he just didn't tonight. He, he, he did not have a good night tonight. And I think that's why, and I, I, I've talked about it plenty of times, whether it was Cully, Drury, you know, Kyle Quick, you know, whoever I had you know, hosting the show with me, you know, Carson, UPL has, you know, peaks and valleys, you know, and he's very inconsistent with his play. And this is why I have a trouble calling him a 1A in the NHL is because you need to be able, if, he, if he's going to be a 1A, you need to be depend on him, especially on nights like tonight. Like, and he's not always going to give you that game. He's just not. Right now, he's not that goalie. Goalies take longer to develop. I, I have high hopes for UPL. Um, higher hopes than what I had last year. Uh, but again, like a 740 save percentage against Tampa Bay Lightning is not going to get it done, you know, nine times out of 10, you know, and tonight should have been that one time out of 10 that could have gotten it done. Cause you've got five against a guy in Brian Elliott, who has honestly been your kryptonite for the past like four or five seasons, his record. I don't know if anybody in the, in the peanut gallery there can give me his record against Buffalo, but it's insane. It's like 17 and three or something. It's nuts. And maybe 18 now. I don't know. But he uh, he 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 comes to play against the Buffalo Sabres. Um, and, and he kills us. He kills us every time. So I'm going to real quick here bring up the uh, bring up the uh, box score of tonight's game. Um, highlight, reel, highlight real goal from uh, Tage Thompson. He absolutely left. Uh, Elliot's jockstrap somewhere in the net. Just, and that's a guy that uses his size to his advantage, his reach, uh, and is that high end talent. You know, not many. You know, he's a unicorn in that sense. Like he just, he finds ways to use his body, lower that shoulder, and weave around players. And I, I just, you know, I, I I'm through the roof excited about the contract they uh, Kevin Adams had him sign. And what's to come with Kevin Adams? Because he has, you know, this season, he has turned any doubters away of if he was going to be worth this contract. Um, he is going to be one of the most underpaid players in hockey this time next year, uh, much like the Nathan McKinnon contract, 100% without a doubt. So we'll start with Tampa Bay. 
Oh, it must have been a, a deflection on the Kucherov shot. Uh, three assists for Kucherov tonight. Sergachev with three assists. Stamkos with two goals and an apple. Brandon Hagel, goal and an assist. Braden Point with two goals. Killorn with a, an assist. Nick Paul, a player I like a lot, with an assist. Corey Perry, old man Corey Perry with a goal tonight as well. And Brian Elliott, 32 saves and 37 shots again with an 865 save percentage. Buffalo, uh, again, 37 shots on net. Goal and assist from Tage Thompson. Goal from Dylan Cousins. Assist from Rasmus Dolly and assist from assist from Gergensen. Tyson Yost with a nice goal off a rebound from, uh, I believe it's Kyle Poso, uh, getting his first goal as a Buffalo Sabre. Kyle Poso with an assist. J.J. Paterka with an assist. Owen Power with an assist. Jack Quinn with a nice game-tying goal at the end of the first period. Was able to sneak it by uh, sneak it by Elliott after a nice lead pass from J.J. Paterka. Real nice goal. Matias Samuelson with an assist. And Jeff Skinner with a goal, a beautiful goal on a turnaround shot on a play that was started by Tate Thompson uh, breaking into the zone. Play was broken up. Uh, Skinner won the race of the puck, turned around, shot it, and like literally he had like the size of a puck, maybe a little bit more to fit that puck in underneath the bar between the between the crossbar and Brian Elliott's shoulder, and he did. Uh, Alex Tuck was also with an assist tonight too. Ukupaka Lukin, 19 saves on 20, 25 shots against. Um, with a 760 goals against average, or sorry, six 760 save percentage. Not going to get it done against the Tampa Bay Lightning, that's for sure. And the one time that it might have gotten done against Tampa Bay Lightning should have been tonight. Um, but Buffalo falls short six to five. So, yeah, again, a very disappointing uh, result. You get a point out of it, you get a loser point. Um, but you know that's a game where you need two points. You can't settle for one. And uh, extremely, extremely disappointed. Um and how things went for Buffalo tonight. I uh, can't stress that enough. Um, let's see if I can bring up some of the highlights here real quick before we uh, head out, because I don't want to keep you guys up too late tonight. Um, just overall, uh, here we go. Buffalo versus Tampa Bay Lightning game highlights. Let's see if we can bring these up here. Oh, he's 21-3 and against the Buffalo Sabres. Ha! That's fantastic. Um, what a record. I mean, come on. Um, let's see. We have a lot more. Uh, a lot more. Uh, I, Iron Noof. Uh, again, I probably, sorry if I butcher that. When you take dumb penalties and can't win a faceoff or kill a penalty, you're not going to win hockey games, period. Uh, Mauricio, Dwayne, you and I, GM and coach, you can pick a coaching staff. King Kid Cuddy. I love that. Uh, AHL coaching staff is mediocre. I agree. I think his assistants are very mediocre. Um, you know, Mauricio, bring up Levi Bertiddle. Can't do that. They're in the middle of their college season. You have to wait till their college season's over uh, to see if they sign, which I expect at least one of the two will sign. Um, we'll see about the other one. I will not say their name out loud. Boston has a top-rated penalty killing unit based on. Sticks coverage, aggressive physical presence. Agreed. I and they've always played like that. They've always played that aggressive style. Uh, you know, they they're they're very good in their own end. They're very good on both sides of the special teams battle. So uh, you know, you can't really argue with that, man. Um, unfortunately. So I'm gonna bring up some game highlights here. Uh circus, just like the Buffalo Sabres. Here we go. So uh, we'll 
share the sound here. Score. This is the first goal I'm talking about, and this is the one that really drove me nuts. Braden Point, he's just going to power his way to the front of the net here, Dan. He's going to get his fourth on the power play here this year. Let's see if they show a replay here. That's just his lack of speed. Got a lot of youth out there, and you've got a lot of experience. There is and right here is that second Corey goal Perry I was talking about. Wall, trying to play behind the net. Really post. drives me nuts. Comes up with it. Stamkos back to the far post. Scores! It's a tough save to make. It's a tough save to make. Well, we just talked Corey about Perry the experience, there. and they but, teamed uh, up right I there. I felt Corey that he was Perry a half a second behind the play. And it's all about leads with your head, shoulders, feet. And the quick pass here. Here's Perry fires this one down. It gets past power, and then he just turns and goes to the net. Cop gets himself. Thompson trying to get the right position on And he's already down and out to begin with. Here's Buffalo starting Thompson to come back. Here's Cage a Thompson. It's an unbelievable the move there the by Tate Thompson. Just, uh... Tate Thompson causes the turnover in front. He's gets the, the puck. puck. Nice little spin, spin move. move right there. Absolutely undresses number one in that. Reach, gets his puck so far out front. Causes the turnover. That Elliot just he thinks that. he's out there in the right spot, but That's he stops him to get that puck so far away from him. ESPN. And he pulls it. He gets him you know, down. And then he's got the whereabouts to pull it back in, get it to the crease, and then tap it in. You know, lightning. That's a beautiful goal for the big man right 17:54. Time of the goal. Sabers Buffalo bring takes three. Here. Nice, again, nice lead pass there from JJ Paterka coming up the wing, realizing that uh, Jack Quinn's coming up with a burst of speed. You know, gets the puck up to him on the backhand, and Quinn doesn't make a mistake. Well, squeezes it right by Brian Elliott. Sabers just here. busting out of the zone, taking that time and space right there, and the quick pass. Sees Quinn to the outside, a little gets give and go. Pass up. Beautiful pass. Beautiful pass. Behind the net, Sergachev gets in the way of that one, but Jost is down there to help out. Gergensen's plays it to Old Shoki Haru keeps it in. Right point down the corner. Jost comes to meet the pass. In front, Sergachev's escape. Kind of follows up on the play. First goal of the Sabres. And this is what I said. Start scoring from the corner. Need to score goals like that. Hit there by Lavushkin. Talk with Coach Savers take a today about Lavushkin on the penalty kill. He says he's been a real asset for them. Takes that shot away, but not that one. Great point left alone in the slot. Right in the center of that Savers box with a one Again, I'm not going to fall. It's a tie game of three three there. The top try to, to hit make. that middle pivot guy all the time. He's the looking for those passes the on the outside for the one-timer. The only thing right there is I just think, missed again, Dylan Cousins. And it'll be Samuelson backing up quickly to Dolino right side. He cuts in. Here's Dolino with a drop for Cousins. Cousins scores! Dylan Cousins here just literally ripped it for life by Brian Elliott. And that's what I said. Like, these are the types of goals you got to score. Put pucks on net. This, this stuff will happen for you sometimes. Does that puck get by Matt Probably not. Brian Elliott, he can't control who you play in that sometimes. Brian Elliott let it in. Battle stays down low. Three Lightning players below the goal line. Sabres breaking out. It's a two-on-one. Thompson carries. Skinner is there with him. And Tage can't Skinner, get him the literally. puck. But Skinner has it. Scores! Turn around. Bridgewell the face-off dot. Throws the puck on net. Throws the puck on net and finds a way in the net. Again, he's got something figured out. You're going to score going up top every time they're taking a Was shot. it a beautiful goal? Absolutely. Uh, it was. Skinner just turns and fires. 
you know, but that's what happened before you shot on net. Not every single goal they is kept going to be in transition. Not every single goal is going to be scored up and And this is what I talked about. This is one that fucking drives me nuts. Yoki Haru could have stood him up. Tampa's been going there all night, and it's a 5-4. Watch the replay. Yoki Haru could have stood him up. Stamkos just stepping past Bicker Olsen. He makes the initial pass down low. Goes what are you the doing net. there, dude? There's a crowd. Plays it along the boards near side. Two that, ten puck, that puck never gets the front of the net. If, you, if, he, if he stands the man up there. Bicker Olsen. He makes the initial pass down low. Goes to the net. Stand There's your man up before he even cuts Plays the front of the net. down. Going to have to keep it down. Like you're puck watching the there, score. dude. You're puck watching. The jam play in front. Stevens. down. Tonight, right here. They kept the number down. It's puck watching. Oh. Puck watching. Staring down at the puck. Gonna... Staring down at the puck. Have to keep what it happens? Here's Steven Stamkos kicks in, scores an easy the goal. The play in front. Steven Stamkos. That's all on Yoki Haru. Right on the doorstep. Stop puck watching. Stand your man up. Get physical with him. Don't even let him get across the goal line. Stamkos just stepping past Victor Olsen. He makes the initial pass down low. Goes to the net. There's a crowd. Plays it along the boards near side. 2-10 left. Sergachev sends it across. And that shot comes so here's back the thing on the near boards for Stamkos. Again, Sergachev again make. for the one-timer score. That is an incredibly difficult circle. save to make for any goal in the blast. But you also know that shot's coming. Footer is leg. Also know that Steve shot's coming. Right you know there. they're yeah, setting that one up. Look at his knee. That's off Fitzgerald. Like, the the kind of the corner. Just with four seconds, he's not going to move that puck. Like they tried to. They got a man in front of him. Not opposite blocker side. Right glove side to the corner, and we're done. So five through three periods. That's an incredibly hard shot to stop. But last man back carries through center. Thompson is kind of along with Thompson to the net. Just wide of the goal. Elliot lucky to keep his foot on the post there. Kyle Poso all over it. Thompson, Tuck, and Darlene in the Tampa zone. Right the here, win the draw. this will bug me too. Because Darlene's got to step up on this the man. That's Darlene's man. You got to step up there. Steven Stamkos. Right here, you'll see. Is having himself a season. And unfortunately for the Sabres in overtime, he scores the winner. Paul's picks right. this up. Nick Paul starts the down. play Everybody's up the boards. Tucks his skates with him. He tucks him at the blue Tuck line. has him, though. Tuck has him. Quick drop Darlene has Sam to recognize that and, and come him up to Stamkos. You gave him weight. You sit hole. there. You're watching him. There's the lane Tuck wide open. Him. Far side inside the post. Tuck had him tied up. And it's over. That quick right That's got to be Darlene there, in my opinion. And, you know, that's how, you know. Stupid mental mistake is where you lost that game tonight. And unfortunately, uh, what can I say? You know, poor mental mistakes, can't stay out of the box, and soft play in front of your own net. On that last goal, like I said, Darlene's got to step up there. You have to recognize, okay, Alex Tuck has his man. He has Nick Paul in a spot where he's not really going to hurt us. I have. You look forward. Who's my guy coming in that? It, it, it's Steven Stamkos. Get into that lane. He didn't do it, and... Steven Stamkos is never going to miss from there on any goal goaltender. I mean, it's UPL or, you know, his own goalie, Vasilevsky and Pratt. He's scoring every time. Um, Dwayne, it is 11 or 12 years of missing playoffs. Last, lost cause, last count, lost count, lost cause. Byron and Bailey Circus in town, Granado, Anz Pagula, and Bales. <laughs> so I love it. Uh, we're going to be okay in Detroit, mainly because of the Detroit Red Wings Conspiracy early in his career, 
Joe Lewis was wandering, wandering the streets of South Detroit. He saw this little kid playing hockey, but uh, I don't know where he was going that. I, I, I never heard that conspiracy theory. Getting the shit beat out of him, so he taught the kid how to fight and defend himself. The kid turned out to be Gordy Howe, and you know what, what he told Gordy? Don't stop believing. <laughs> I love it. I did not know that. If that's true, I didn't know that, Matt. I appreciate the story. Story time with a pair of Matt pictures. I love it. Uh, but guys, with that being said, um, you know, on to the next game, right? You know, it's have to have a short memory, you know, all the buzzwords learn from this young team, blah, 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 blah. You know, what are you going to do? Um, I thought offensively you played more than well enough to win a night, um, without a doubt, unfortunately, defensively and in your own net, you weren't good enough. Just weren't. So Wednesday against Detroit, um, in Detroit, uh, again, Detroit's a tough hockey team. They are no slouches trying to look up their record this season. They are seven, five and four. So, you know, an above 500 hockey team, um, or actually, no, I think they're, they're better than that. Actually. I think this is, hold on. My apologies. They are. Final today, they lost to the Maple Leafs four to two today. They are now 11, six and four. My apologies, like seven, five, no, but still an above 500 hockey team. That is a good, fast hockey team. You're going to like who and Detroit, you know, has brought in a lot of talent as drafted very well under Steve Eiserman. Um, Maurice Snyder, uh, I believe last year's rookie of the year, Fed Shiriot, uh defenseman who, you know, a, you know, a good add on for them. Good defensive, or sorry, good defensive defenseman who uh, plays a heavy game. Dylan Larkin, captain of the team, you know, he's always going to come with speed and high, high elite talent. Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, Andrew Kopp, another big add for them this season. Uh, Oli Manta, you know, and again, just, uh, you know, Oscar, Oscar Sunquist, the fucking mammoth, one of the guys close to the same size as Tage Thompson and, um, you know, Billy Huso, who's having, you know, a great, great season in net for, uh, for Detroit. I doubt we get him. Uh, we'll probably get Nadal, Nadal who, uh, I believe, um, Billy started tonight again, not a great outing, but, um, you know, four goals against on, uh, 13 shots. We'll probably get Ned in net on Wednesday. So, Hopefully Buffalo can bounce back, get a win against Detroit. Um, I'm not sure. I believe we – did we beat them? I can't remember if we beat the Red Wings first time we played them. We did. Oh, yeah, we pumped them 8-3. to three. Pumped them 8-3. to three. So uh, let's get a repeat of that game. Um, in that game, it featured uh, just a reminisce about the good old day. Oh, that was a six-point game from Tage Thompson. Three goals, three assists. Nine shots on goal, three-point night from Jeff Skinner, a goal and two two apples, goal and assist from Rasmus Dahlin, Akposa with two helpers, Asplin Cousins with both with a goal, Casey Fitzgerald even getting on the action, and uh, maybe this is the last time Peyton Krebs even had a point. Who knows? So uh, with that being said, boys, I'll hang up and listen. Boys, ladies and gents, let me see if we have any last few uh, words of the wise here uh, from uh, during I'll hang up and listen. They don't have enough defensemen who want to play stuff and be physical. And I agree. And, you know, 
maybe the rumors about Jacob Chicken, hopefully they're true. Jacob Chicken is a, an elite level defenseman. Granite has an injury history, but he's not afraid to play physical. You could have had him in the draft where instead you took Alex Nylander, Willie's younger brother. Um, maybe right or wrong here. You have the assets to make it happen. I think you should go get Jacob Chicken. I think tonight proves it. Um, you can't have Henry Yoki Haru playing top four minutes for you defensively. I just think he's a, a bottom pair guy who should be getting no more than 10, 11 minutes a night. Me, that's just my opinion. Um, you know, I would love to see what it would take to get Chikrin. I think you're gonna have to overpay a little bit, but uh, he's on a phenomenal contract for the next two seasons. And if he can stay healthy, I think he gives you exactly what you need. And in terms of in your own division, I think that makes you one of the more solid uh, defensive teams in terms of your top top two pairs in the division, 100%. You know, Darlene, Samuelson, and then power uh, power with uh, Chikrin. I think that just gives you a dynamic, uh, all three. And then you have like Labushkin and uh, Yoki Haru uh, on your bottom pair. You know, that's some great depth for you defensively. So um, let's see what happens here this next week and see if the rumors are true because Chikrin's been on the block for like, Seems like a year now. Um, he wants out of Arizona. Arizona wants to ship him out of Arizona. So let's see if the stars align here and uh, Buffalo makes a deal for Jacob Trekker. We'll see. I, I'll love it if it happens, but I won't be shouting, old man shouting in a cloud if they don't make it happen. But with that being said, guys, this has been brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Get over to George Urban Boulevard, George Urban Boulevard for all of your outlet, uh, for all of your Alcohol, non-alcohol needs on Sabres game night, Bills game days, Bills game nights, uh, Thursday night football this week on Prime TV. So uh, make sure you get over to Outlet Liquor. With that being said, I'll hang up and listen. You guys have a good night. Go Sabres, go Bills. Um, and make sure you support the uh, Buffalo Strong Hockey Charity Tournament uh, being played on from December 9th to the 11th. Got a lot of cool stuff stuff up for auction. Go check out my page on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, jerseys just came in. Those are for sale, too. They're absolutely beautiful. Uh, make sure you go check it out. So with that being said, one last time, I'll hang up and listen. You guys have a good night. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now, you might be thinking, hey, Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we're bringing coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwreckSports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. 
and Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.